There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Being prepared is all about having the right tools. The OnX off-road map and navigation app is the best fully functional GPS when you're out of service. Offline maps allow you to access all interactive land and trail data and custom map markups when you're out of service. Your phone's internal GPS gives you full navigation capabilities offline, so you'll always know where you are and how to get home safely. Go to onxmaps.com and use code MEATEATER to get 20% off your membership today. Many of you know Axis deer is considered to be the best tasting venison on the planet. I've been hearing that for years. And that those deer cause some ecological harm. Well, Maui Nui Venison is bringing those Axis deer to the market. So you can get some fresh cuts and sticks shipped to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I, Venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order. It's a Meat Eater Podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia I am your host, Spencer Newarth, and we are joined by all sorts of special guests today. We've got Chef Kevin Gillespie, Swimmy, Kimmy Werner, Duck Nerd Sean Weaver, and graphics guy Hunter Spencer, who has deemed today's round the April 1st Battle of Bozeman with his latest design. I didn't realize he was sitting right there. Have you? Has everyone seen the poster that I oh, plastered the, the, up? Yeah, no, I keep wanting to take a nice picture of it. Can I just get the artwork of it? When, uh, when I was coming to the office today, I saw some guy, we get a lot of foot traffic by our place going to a local coffee shop. Somebody stopped and they read it for like two minutes and they walked away looking more confused <laughs> than before That's when they didn't know what it was. I can imagine. I didn't know this was an MMA joint. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, I've been sticking these all over the office. If you want to see it for yourself, you can go to Instagram and check out either at Spencer Newarth or at Brody J. Henderson to see the old-timey boxing poster between the Michigan Menace and the Colorado Kid. Now, this is trivia you're not going to get from Jeopardy or Trivial Pursuit or any bar and grill trivia. These are born out of the four verticals. If I'm the Michigan Menace, he should be the Pennsylvania Kid. I, I, you know, it's, so, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, here, here's why I wouldn't Hunter critique was working that. with what the he Pennsylvania had. Pennsylvania Peckerhead. <laughs> pugilist. The yep. Pennsylvania yeah. Pugilist. Pennsylvania Pugilist. <laughs> In, uh, in combat sports, it's sometimes common for somebody to list the area they train out of rather than where they're from. Exactly. When I was a kid, uh, well, I didn't know that. When I was a kid, Brock Lesnar was the biggest thing in WWE, and I took so much pride that he hailed from Webster, South Dakota. But I felt so betrayed that when he would walk out and they'd show his little bio, it said Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's not where he's from. That's where he trained from. But I thought he was an MMA guy. He was WWE and MMA. He was phenomenal in WWE, just average at MMA. You've driven by his parents' place. You mean he was good at fake stuff and not good at real stuff? He he was a great heel, good on the mic, looked good in the ring. Love Brock Lesnar. Phenomenal college wrestler, actually. Yeah. And uh, he went to, what was it, Minnesota? Minnesota. Right? Had a stint with the Vikings. That's enough about Brock Lesnar. Uh, Steve, what are are the four (laughs) verticals of Meat Eater? I'll I'll say it once again, and I'll explain why I think that we shouldn't do this. Okay. Hunting, Uh fishing, conservation, and culinary. And I'll explain once again. That has nothing to do, has a little bit to do with the trivia show, but not a lot. I'll explain again. That at one time, I had heard that like 20% of your listeners on a given moment are brand new. Mine or someone's? What's that? Mine? I had heard that on a radio show, a sports radio that show. That was covering our show? No, no, no. 
Okay. That's what I'm saying. It's You're saying generally. Show. Sure. Okay. So I don't want to leave those folks in the dark. But so I've got a bone. But, but after months, I can't believe you haven't come up with a better way of explaining what the trivia show's about. I've got a bone to pick with your conservation questions, too, because uh-huh. everyone is about national parks. Like, they mm. have nothing to do with, like... Mm, that's, that's not I'm true. I have some you. public land ones. We had a couple national parks There's a lot of ones. national park questions. Brody, it's like a fly trap, <laughs> right? You, you suck all the people into certain spots. <laughs> And keeps the rest of the, the nation True. pretty. Yeah, keep going to those <laughs> national parks. Now, there is a prize. Meteor will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winners. Choosing, we've played 10 times so far. Steve has won four times. Brody has won three times. And Clay, Seth, and Giannis have each won once. Oh, we're going to get a, um, we're going to try to get a title sponsorship. Uh-huh. A title sponsor for the trivia show. Yep. But the deal is the title sponsor has to match the 500 bucks. Looking forward to it. No. We're going to be sending a lot of money. To so if you listeners groups. know anyone that wants to be the title sponsor. Some know. some folks want their like question. Tied. Some folks <laughs> want their question read so badly. When they send in media questions, they'll be like, if Steve gets this wrong, I'll they donate $20 to Land Access Initiative. Yeah, like Red Beard Restaurants will sponsor this if we quadruple the number of culinary questions so that I might actually <laughs> win. <laughs> we can do a whole episode sponsored by Red Beard Restaurants. In the last game, Giannis asked if a human could be suspended by their testicles in a fence the same way that we've seen it happen to squirrels and possums. To answer that question, I reached out to Dr. Alan Lazara and, Resident pres- physician. and presented him with this scenario. A 19-year-old, 140-pound Chester Floyd has had seven bush lights and was just at a house party that got busted by cops. He's been running for two blocks when he approaches an eight-foot-tall fence that he attempts to scale. Mm-hmm. But I'm, disaster strikes when Chester loses his balance at the fence's summit. You see, Chester decided to go commando tonight, and he just ripped his Wranglers, exposing his manhood that gets wedged between the fence's steel planks <laughs> as Chester falls headfirst toward the Hold earth. On, his manhood or his testicles? Can they be the same thing? I think of them as separate. Okay. I mean, they're like a package unit. His his testicles. <laughs> okay. His get chesticulars. <laughs> If you will, they get wedged <laughs> between the fence's steel plates as Chester falls headfirst toward the earth. Here is Dr. Alan Lazara explaining what happens next. Experience being the first and greatest of all teachers, and my clinical experience with straddle injuries and anecdotal uh, experience hearing stories growing up scrotums that hit fences uh, tear, they don't hang. Especially in this case, those steel plates would more likely act like knives and avulse Chester's testicles right off. <laughs> if in a good situation, Chester's scrotum just tore, he'd need an ER evaluation, ultrasound of his testicles, and a retrograde urethrogram or an MRI to make sure his urethra didn't sustain an injury. And ultimately, he's going to need a urologist to take him to the OR for surgical repair. But to answer the question, if Chester could hang by his sack, I went and found a French study that used human cadaver backskin to test the dynamic tensile properties of human skin. Now in this study, they found the mean ultimate tensile strength was around 4,000 pounds per square inch. And I tried the calculations for Chester's scrotum on my own, but my physics are a little rusty and I don't want to bore Steve with the math. But by my calculations, Chester's theoretical scrotum could sustain a static hang. That doesn't take into account the running acceleration, different types of skin, angle of strain, or any tears in the skin that usually occur during a hasty escape. So, the most likely scenario is Chester's sack would rip or tear, but yes, it seems possible he could be suspended by his scrotum in a very specially designed and gentle fence. So there you have it, Chester. Yeah. We could do it. I'd like to put one of Chester's testicles in the Bratzler. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you willing to donate, Chester? <laughs> Hey. Absolutely not. Hey, Unless there's I another. end up having like, no, no, absolutely. That's not. another scientific. <laughs> How many scientific kids? publication? That's another another test we need to do. Some Rocky Mountain oysters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you heard it straight from Dr. Alan Lazara. Yes, it is possible, but not likely. Uh, when I had my one of our daughters being born, she her birthday is twelve eleven twelve, and. One of the nurses commented to me that tomorrow will be a nut house down here. And I said, why is that? She said, because people are going to want 12, 12, 12. And she said on 11, 11, 11, it was a nut house. And they spent the whole day sending people home who were trying to like act like they were in labor to land a sweet birth date. Point being. <laughs> I wonder if people show up down at, at now that Adam Lazara, right? 
I wonder if people listen Alan. to the show. What did I just call him? Adam. You do no, that I don't, every I time. I did not. I said Alan. <laughs> you said Adam. Bullshit. Well, the gloves are coming back, Phil. I love it. It's a good start. We haven't well, even got you, to the questions play yet. Play it back, Phil. I wonder if people show up down at, at now that Adam Lazara, right? <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, okay, there's one option for Phil, depending. Or, well, I meant to say Alan. There's another option. Thank you. Uh, I wonder if people show up down there with self-inflicted or feigning <laughs> injuries just to meet the, the the legend himself. And then hope it gets talked about here. Or just, yeah, it'd be like, I hear about this guy all the time. I'm going to go down there and act like I got hurt. People are just going to text him photos hanging from a fence and be like, I got a toughest sack in the biz. Actually, someone already did that. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, go on, Spencer. And we are on to Meat Eater Trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I'm... Need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Game on, suckers! All right. Question one. This is going to be multiple choice, as always. And the topic is mountain men. Well, I feel like real quick. Mm -hmm. um, One sec. Kimmy's never played before. She said she's listened to the I podcast. Listened. I listened to one. She studied up. I don't think I'm gonna. Well, do I just wanted to, well. more. I wanted to honor your presence more. Oh, thank you. Because yeah. <laughs> Hunter, you played. I have. Yeah. Did you get whooped? I did good until about halfway through, and then the wheels fell off. So you got whooped. You can just say yes. It's yeah. all right. I have no shame in that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So are you nervous? I was, but not anymore. No, okay. I feel ready. All right, buddy. Give me Warner. I feel honored that you're nervous, though. Find her on Instagram at Kimmy Swimmy, but not normal Kimmy. K-I-M-I. Now, question one, as always, is multiple choice, and the topic is mountain men. According to some accounts, Kit Carson's last words were, wish I had time for just one more blank. Is it kiss from my third wife, Rocky Mountain Rendezvous, bowl of chili, or Mexican sunset. Now these are the last words from Kit Carson, a famous frontiersman, and the quote is, "Wish I had time for just one more blank." Is it kiss from my third wife, Rocky Mountain Rendezvous, bowl of chili, or Mexican sunset? Steve, you're not familiar? No, and I read Blood and Thunder. Where does Kit Carson rank in your Not high. No, not high. No. Okay. I, Very interesting dude, but I don't rank him high as a mountain man. Oh, okay. No. Does everybody have an answer? Yes. Go ahead and... Oh, hold on. Chester's erasing. Had a change of heart. Are you ready? If it makes you feel better, I went with what I want it to be, not what I think it is. Correct. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying... Bowl of chili. You got to write it out. Bowl of chili. Kevin saying bowl of chili. Chester, Chester, what are you doing? Chester saying Mexican D. sunset. <laughs> Steve saying bowl of chili. Hunter saying Rocky Mountain rendezvous. Kimmy saying bowl of chili. Brody saying kiss from my third wife. Corinne saying bowl of chili. And Sean saying Mexican sunset. The correct answer is bowl of chili. Yes. The room did very well. Man, Kit Carson. Un- unbelievable character. Unbelievable character. That's not what he asked me. Well, yeah, but if he stack said, him up against any mountain If he said man. rank him among scouts, rank him among great Western scouts, I'd be like, oh, very high. But as a mountain man, I don't rank him that high. Carson died in 1868 in Colorado. Just antiquated thinking people. <laughs> <laughs> After falling off of a horse that caused an aneurysm. In the last hours, he ate a buffalo steak, drank a pot of coffee, and smoked his pipe. Some say his final sentence was, wish I had time for just one more bowl of chili, while other sources claim his dying words were doctor, compadre, adios. Hmm. I like the first one, though. I know he put in a request for that buffalo steak on how his d- deathbed. How do you know that? Blood and thunder. Uh, we are on to question two. The topic is turkeys. This next great question comes to us via Eric McGee. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. Was he married three times? I know he's married twice. He was. I know he, he was married, married three he times. Married a, a native, he married a Native American woman. 
She died. He mm-hmm. sent their child from that union off somewhere and then married a woman from Mexico, right? I think he maybe had two Native American wives, and then the third one uh, was from Mexico. Oh. We're on to question two. The topic is turkeys. Again, via Eric McGee. An immature male turkey is called a Jake. What is the name for an immature female turkey? An immature male turkey is a Jake. What do you call an immature female turkey? You know it, Brody? I believe I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll some, find out. Some quick minute. answers oh, and some Brody, no answers. In Brody, what did you have for that last one? I got it wrong. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gloating before the game's over. <laughs> That'll get him. That'll get him. Yeah. Does everybody have an answer? No. No, because I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. <laughs> but go I don't want to hold the whole show up. Everybody reveal your answers. We have Cal. No, oh. no, 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 no. Too late. I'm not looking at anybody. He's looking at we my got- eyeballs. How's that? Cal, Cal, you got to go higher for me here. Help me out. Sorry. Cal saying, I don't know what he even wrote down. That's fine. Uh, Kevin <laughs> without an answer. Chester without an answer. Steve saying, sure. sure. A Susie. Susie. Oh, nice. Hunter without an answer. <laughs> Kimmy saying a Jane. Brody saying a Jenny. Corinne saying a Jenny. I've heard you say that. And Sean without an answer. The correct answer is a Jenny. Ah, damn and it. now we're even. Oh. <laughs> I feel like Jane is so close. Damn it, man. I was thinking Jenny, but there's a Jenny mule, right? Which is like what the yeah. opposite of what mm. you get when you, you know I'm talking about. Like if you, mm-hmm. you, when you take a donkey and a horse, right? And if it's a know. male, it's a blank. Or if it's, Cal, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Where's Clay? I, I get you. <laughs> A Jenny, like, a Jenny mule is like something or another. I don't know. I actually killed a bearded Jenny a few years ago in South Dakota. And just like with Jake's, a Jenny's tail fan is longer in the middle and shorter on the sides. This is because when juvenile turkeys molt at the end of summer, they only replace their middle tail feathers. If you want to see that picture, that bearded Jenny I killed, I put it up on my Instagram at Spencer Newharth. My wife's new uh, hunting code name, she doesn't like it, but it's the bearded hen. Mm. <laughs> Hates it. You know what? She doesn't like that. <laughs> you know what your daughter said when I when I asked her about killing a bearded hen the other day. She uh-uh. said she said she didn't like it because there wasn't much meat on it. That's what I don't oh. she's yeah. I've been trying to sell her on it, but she's like mildly disappointed. Good on her. <laughs> Question three: The topic is dogs. According to the United Kennel Club, there are seven types of coon hounds. Name one of them. According to the UKC. There are seven types of coon hounds. Name one of them. I feel like you should ask for two at yeah, least. Yeah, that's a pretty That's a pretty. I, I stupid... don't know. Nope, nope. Oh. Just say one. <laughs> I'm guessing. You guys want to lob any other insults out there? We got time. <laughs> that, that's a softball, man. <laughs> it's a real softball. Watch Brody gets it wrong. <laughs> Does everybody have the softball answer? You know, no red fern grows in your family? <laughs> Damn it, Cal. <laughs> That's like two infractions. One, he's still writing. He's still writing after everyone revealed the thing. And now he's throwing out hints. Everyone else had an answer. He was just like, I feel like that. It's like two infractions. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying a red tick. Cal, I'm going to ask you again. This what is your third we? infraction. <laughs> you got to raise up your whiteboard. Kevin saying blue tick. Chester saying blue tick. Steve saying a walker. Hunter saying a plot, Kimmy saying a greyhound, Brody <laughs> saying a blue tick, Corinne saying a blue very tick, confused. and Sean saying a blue tick. The room did very well. The UKC uh, recognizes the American leopard, the black or tan, the blue tick, the English, the plots, the red bones, and the treeing walkers. Oh, so it's no not black tick. or. Is it black or black and? It says black, black or tan. Okay. What's this leopard thing you're talking about? American leopard. I don't know. Uh, the UKC even has a Coonhound Hall of Fame, which has been around since 2012. Of the 51 Coonhounds in the Hall of Fame, 17 are treeing walkers and 16 are blue ticks. They lead the Coonhound group. Yeah, in Michigan, that was like, I don't know anybody that did it that didn't have a walker. Mm. But then what Clay uses plots, don't he? Yeah. yeah, so I actually texted Clay this morning and asked what he has. He has plots and feist, which feist must not be a no, people, they're squirrel dogs where i'm from everybody has red bones is that right in georgia yeah the old mingus is a blue tick oh. phil so i i got that wrong 
A red tick. <laughs> the hell's that? All full of blood. <laughs> it's combo. It's crossbreed. All full of blood. Yeah, that's the fun part about these hound folks. They talk more about how they came up with their dog versus what their dog is. Yeah, I you got know you. what I mean. Yeah. We are so, on to question four. The topic is fishing. This next great question comes to us via Jacob Zutterman. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. What do people get when you accept their question? Nothing yet, but we are working on creating a listener question of the week that will be sent a prize. We don't have that lined up yet, but soon. Keep sending in these great questions. These three states that border each other are the only states in America with a flathead catfish record over 100 pounds. Name one of them. Hit me again. These three three states that border each other are the only states in America with a flathead catfish record over 100 pounds. Name one of these states. Name only one. Just name one. Don't go thinking it's a blue cat. It's a flathead. A flathead over 100 pounds. I have a clarifying question, but I don't know if I can ask no, it. No, 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 no. I, 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 I think it's a flawed question. What's out I think there I, is out I, there. I think yeah. I provided I think all the necessary details. Does everybody have an answer? Yep. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying Kentucky, Kevin saying Mississippi, Chester saying Iowa, Steve saying Missouri, Hunter saying Kentucky, Kimmy saying Louisiana, Brody saying South Carolina, Corinne saying Keep Missouri, and Why Sean saying question marks Oklahoma. after your answer? Is that the answer or not? Yeah, I'll take my question marks away then. Go on. If uh, you want to talk with Steve on his answers, you can write into defensive at themeatfeeder.com. The correct answers are Nebraska, Kansas, and Missouri. Damn it. Don't you worry about it, man. (laughs) The biggest state record flathead was caught in 1998 from Elk City Reservoir of Kansas. The angler was fishing for crappie using a bobber and minnow when he hooked into the 123-pound oh. flathead. He said he likely wouldn't have landed the fish, but a fierce wind had waves rolling into shore directly at him. After about a 20-minute fight, the catfish helplessly got caught in the waves and allowed the man to drag it to the bank. Huh. What would be your clarifying question? Because all three states touch each other. <laughs> I was wondering if noodling counts. Versus I don't Ron think anybody's Real. noodle in a hundred pound because you're because your knowledge of this is so nuanced. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. But because I would figure that people would catch bigger ones noodling, but I don't know if that's true at all. Mm. I on. think you'd have trouble wrestling a hundred pounder. Yeah, but you're, now you're going to get a lot of noodling enthusiasts. <laughs> I was going to say. Brody's going to have a new head. Pretty soon Brody will be able to walk down the road. Yeah. Noodling dog hey, owners. I didn't say, I don't got anything against noodling. I'm, I met some a, fellas in Kentucky that I would, I would think would be just fine. And they probably own blue ticks. We are on to question five. The topic is cooking. After this question, we will get a scoreboard update from Phil the Engineer. What fast food chain sold venison sandwiches as a hunting season promotion Ugh. in 2016 and 2017? Uh, fairly confident, Room. What fast food chain sold venison sandwiches as a hunting season promotion in 2016 and 2017? I'll make Phil's job easier. He doesn't have to put that in. <laughs> <laughs> Are we waiting on Chester? Uh, this fast food chain sold venison sandwiches as a hunting season promotion in 2016 and 2017. Brody looks depressed. Oh, uh, no, don't give me hints. A colonel. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? He's a former military man. Go ahead and reveal your answers. <laughs> We have Cal saying Arby's, Kevin saying Arby's, 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 Kimmy saying Carl's Jr., Brody saying Arby's, 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 Arby's is the correct Why answer. Why'd you look so depressed, Brody? Because I'm digging myself out of a hole, man. Oh. <laughs> in 2016, the deer meat sandwiches sold out in 15 minutes at an Arby's in Minnesota and 90 minutes at an Arby's in Georgia. I think it was all New Zealand red deer. It yeah, was. It, it was. did come from New Zealand. Uh that year, they were only available at 17 locations in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Tennessee, 
and Georgia. But it was so popular that when they did the promotion again in 2017, they did it in all 50 states and even added an elk sandwich to the menu for Colorado, Wyoming, and Montana. I protested it at the time, and I'd protest it again. They sent out, I know you got them too, but they sent out seasonings. And they were actually legit. They were good. Arby's did? Yeah. For venison? I don't mind, the, I don't mind the red deer thing much, but I mind the elk thing greatly. Why? I don't think you should, I don't think they should do that to elk. Yeah, but you're not protesting. Turn them into a sandwich? No, I think the elk should be wild and free. Phil, hit us with a scoreboard update. We are halfway through the game of trivia. Sure thing. I'm pretty sure this is accurate, but it's the, the most full room we've had. So. I'll be able to tell you if it has me up top, it's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Kimmy Werner has one point. Nice, uh, coming up next, we have Sh- Hunter, Sean, Cal, and Chester with two points. Kevin and Brody each have three points. Steve Ranella has four. And in first place... Is Corinne Schneider. Oh, no way. Nice yeah. points. Corinne. Oh, oh, my God. Should we just quit playing? Oh. What about those question marks? That's not marks? Marks. Oh, yeah. 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 The question marks. Yeah. I'd knock off a half point. <laughs> <laughs> She'd still be winning, by the way. <laughs> Pay attention here, because this is a hell of a good service. It's called the Wellness Company. Picture this, okay? You wake up, you got a scratchy throat, you're all congested, you got a runny nose, you got a cough, whatever. And you weigh your options like you tough it out, get sick, take time off work, try to get a doctor's appointment sometime in the next few months, wait two hours at urgent care and sit in a room full of sick sick folks, or you open your medical emergency kit. You match your symptoms to the doctor-recommended prescription and you start on the right meds right away. These medical emergency kits, not a first aid kit, all right? It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. So, on hand, strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in there. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash meat eater, but you got to use the promo code meat eater. That's promo code meat eater, okay, at twc.health slash meat eater. Hey, you know when you take uh, some time to clean out, uh, let's say, like clean out your garage, and you're like, man, how was I living like that with that place such a mess? Well, check this out. If you've been paying a fortune for wireless, and then you switch over to Mint Mobile and get plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you'll be saying, how was I ever affording to do that way I did it before? It's time to switch, okay, to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash meat eater. That's mintmobile.com slash meat eater, and you will cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. Again, mintmobile.com slash meat eater. It's a $45 upfront payment required, which is the equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Sport Dog is the most recognized brand in the hunting dog training industry. Born in 2003 in Knoxville, Tennessee, Sport Dog was forged by a passionate group of hunters and dog trainers who intimately understood the challenges of the field and the special connection between hunters and their dogs. The Sport Dog promise to consumers is simple. Gear the way you'd design it. Every product Sport Dog builds is meticulously designed and rigorously tested in the field, ensuring it withstands the toughest conditions you and your dog may encounter. Now, I've got two good buddies with what I would call really, really good waterfowl 
dogs. And here's one of those buddies, Max. Not the dog, but the buddy. I've used that sport dog collar now in multiple different states, U.S. and Canada. Different temperatures all the way to negative 20 degrees, and it just doesn't stop working. I'm a fan for life. Get 20% off your first purchase using code MEATEATER. So go to www.sportdog.com slash MEATEATER to learn more. We are on to question six. The topic is gear. This next great question comes to us via FHF zone Rick Hutton. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Now, if folks think this is redundant that I always have to tell them to send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com, Corey Calkins, who runs our regular inbox, gets about 10 of these emails a day. <laughs> I get about five Instagram DMs a day. So listen close here. Trivia at TheMeatEater.com. I'm going to keep repeating that. Wait till Corey starts getting flooded with uh, things that say test my meat. <laughs> yeah, you just all <laughs> oh, cats. When it comes to the 3030 Winchester, the first 30 represents the caliber of the bullet. What does the second 30 represent? This is from oh. FHF Zone Rick Hutton. The first 30 in the 3030 Winchester is the caliber of the bullet. What is the second 30? Not a super confident room. How are you feeling, oh, Brody? Give me a minute. Very good. Oh, okay. Ooh. Not still cocky. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. He didn't say cocky. He said good. He said good. <laughs> so good because Steve looks confused. Well, I know it's one of two things is the problem. <laughs> give me a second. Okay, I don't like it, but I got one down. Does everybody have an answer? Almost. Corinne's still scribbling. You good. Go ahead and reveal your answers. Cal has his phone out as well. Cal says grains of powder. Kevin says grains of powder. Chester says how much powder. Steve says 1930. Hunter says powder. Kimmy says the diameter. Brody says the powder. Corinne says the powder. And Sean without an answer. The correct answer is 30 grains of smokeless powder. So the room did very well. Mm. That wasn't even my second choice. (laughs) (laughs) What would have been your second choice? So you know how like the forty five seventy is like casing length and stuff. Isn't the, mm-hmm. isn't that or is that another powder I charge? I there's some that was powder there's some charge. that has like a ca- there's some that has a casing length that wouldn't make any sense. The thirty thirty Winchester has competed in two caliber battles written by Jordan Sillers on TheMeatEater.com. dot com. Once against the thirty five Remington and once against the three fifty Legend in a battle of the best lever action cartridges. If you want to know the winners, and I promise you do. And learn a ton about these calibers. Go to the website and type in 3030 Winchester. Corinne had it right? Yeah. She got what it right. What specifically did you have? She said grains of powder. I saw a lot of stuff weight. on there. I put grains and then I put powder. <laughs> Why are you so <laughs> interested in what Corinne's right she's now? She's picking She's <laughs> in the <laughs> <laughs> Now it's, it's like, like it's changed from Brady to, to Corinne. Like in the Olympics, they're probably Look, not like drug testing her, the piss out of like people that didn't even like do good. They drug test. My experience the... with thirty thirty, you can miss seven times. The thirty thirty. Didn't you have a? What'd you have a thirty two? I had well, my first. Yeah, I had a model ninety four and thirty two special. That's cool. Oh. Stubby little like. Yeah, that's an old trapper thing, gun. Right? And I had a peep sight. And it had a reducer in it. As it started getting dark at night, you always had to back that reducer out. Yeah, but I killed some deer with it. Yeah, that's that shell casing I found in BC. With oh, you. it was a no. thirty-two, right? You know what I did? I sold it to a, a a place that sold guns and wood stoves. I got ripped. And I sold it for three hundred bucks because I wanted a bolt action thirty out six. Mm-hmm. Stupidest thing I ever did. And the, here's the funny thing: it was given to me. But the out six is a great one. For this conversation, right? Because that's a 30 caliber produced in 1906. That's correct. So Good follow-up. Okay. That was in the mm-hmm. first game of trivia we ever played. We're on to question seven. The topic is conservation. According to the USGS, there are five states west of the Mississippi River in the lower 48 where CWD hasn't been detected. Name two of them. This is according to the USGS, who just updated the map about a week ago. There are five states west of the Mississippi River in the lower 48 where CWD hasn't been detected. Name two of them. A fairly confident room, seems like. What you putting down, Brody? Mm, This is a tough one, man. (laughs) Looking for two of the five states. 
I don't like this question. Why? Because I don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? It's like the ones he knows. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying Arizona and New Mexico. Kevin saying New Mexico and Arizona. Chester saying New Mexico and Nevada. Steve saying California and Nevada. Hunter saying Arizona and New Mexico. Kimmy saying Hawaii and Cali. Brody saying oh, Arizona and Oregon. No, no, that's a concept lower 48. Oh, that was a bad move. Corinne with just California and Sean saying Arizona and Oregon. The correct answer is Washington, Oregon, Nevada, California, and Arizona. Yeah. It's in New Mexico. Corinne, what'd you have? Let me see. I she only didn't put, put down one? two. I was an Couldn't think of another I put state. Down one. Everyone needs to study cwd-info.org. Just Jim Heffel fingers. Phil. Oklahoma almost makes the list, but CWD has been detected there in captive herds of deer. Between the disease's presence in deer farms and the wild herds of every state surrounding it, it's sadly just a matter of time before hunters there start encountering CWD. I, I think you got to retract that. What do you mean almost makes the list? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's there. <laughs> so no, 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 no. It's, it well, seems it's, like it'd be, like, binary. But it's only been found in, like, two deer farms. So they oh. haven't found in any wild deer yet. And we know that, you know, yeah. once it's in a deer, it just there, stays there. Is there so. any states left east of the Mississippi? A, a lot of the New England um, there's oh, only yeah? like 30 states at this point that have it and they're all like little, they're all together. So like a lot of new England, uh, a lot of the Southeast, like Florida and the states around it. And then obviously the West. Hey, when we will launch our board game, uh-huh. be mindful of questions that are likely to change rapidly. That one, uh, I think Mississippi was just added to the list like yesterday. Yeah. So it happens. Don't put that often. in the board game. Okay. Oh man. If I put Mississippi, I'd be so mad right now. <laughs> Did you get that? Yeah. We are on to question eight. We will get another scoreboard update after this. The topic is fishing. According to the World Wildlife Fund, this is the smallest and most abundant of the major commercial tuna species. According to the World Wildlife Fund, this is the smallest and most abundant of the major commercial tuna species. Confident room. So far. You think you got this one, Kimmy? I do. I really hope so. This one plays to Kimmy's strengths right here. Does everybody have an answer? It's going to be crushing if you mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying albacore, Kevin saying albacore, Chester saying bonita, Steve saying yellowfin, Hunter saying yellowfin, Kimmy saying skipjack, Brody bonita? saying albacore, right. Corinne saying skipjack, and Sean saying bonita. The correct answer is skipjack. God damn it. Dang. Just, I don't know how I forgot. Just Kimmy Skip and Jack. Corinne. Yeah. Corinne, Corinne is yeah. crushing Skip, right Skip now. Skipjack out of a can? Dude, Corinne, this is awesome. That's what tuna fish is. <laughs> Although their meat isn't as prized. Oh, yeah. All I'm ever reading about is how damn many uh, yellowfin are out there and how there's more than ever. And True, but not as much as Skipjack. What's the difference between Skipjack and Albacore? They're two different species. They are. Totally different. Although yeah. their meat isn't as prized as other types of tuna, Kimmy Werner has all kinds of great ways to cook them. If you go to her YouTube channel and type <laughs> in skipjack tuna <laughs> you'll see how she serves the fish for breakfast lunch and dinner it was a great video thanks who are you gonna donate question. your money to corinne i mean if well we got a scoreboard update let's oh, okay. let's hear the scoreboard update from phil i once caught a skipjack on a spinning rod and then a marlin ate it before nice. i could get it back to the boat oh, hmm. marlin loves Gee, the marlin that. Oh, yeah, if I would have seen it again. Does, it, does anyone know if albacore is the same as bonita? Albacore is not. It the is same. not. No. And bonita is not the same as skipjack either. What's star kiss? Is that al- albacore? albacore? That's well, they, they, do they have both. So what's a bonita? Yeah, they do both. Wait, isn't bonita? It's um, it a something like a a wavy tuna. I think they call it, but it looks like a skipjack, but it's different. Oh. It's it's um it's bloodier. Mm. Um, even bloodier than a skipjack. And skipjack is like what most cans of tuna are, but they do have cans that are albacore and they'll be marked albacore and it's lighter and drier. Yeah. All right. Final scoreboard update for the April 1st battle in Bozeman. Steven Ranella is in third place with five oh, points. Oh, my goodness, man. Brody Henderson has six. And in first place is Corinne with seven points. Corinne. Yeah, we got two questions Corinne. left. Question nine, the topic is foraging. This next great question comes to us via Ben Arisman. 
If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. What foraged item has the nickname Green Gold because it's worth about $500 per pound? What foraged item goes by the nickname Green Gold because it's worth about $500 per pound? God, I'd hate to be Kevin on this one. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's like... Hey, let me really think about this. Again, it's referred to as green gold, and it's worth $500 per pound. A fairly stumped room so far. Has anybody written down an answer? I got one down, buddy. Corinne, come on. The king. <laughs> I, have, I have one thing that's gonna get this special one. against all y'all. <laughs> Yep. What, you cheating? Oh, she's Asian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, oh, don't be giving it Who did that? Who did that? That is your friend Cal again. That's an infraction. <laughs> that is total infraction. Oh, oh, oh look at all this. <laughs> Listen, we need man. a new question. After, that after, is, after Cal you, said man, that, about that four people bullshit, went to their whiteboard. <laughs> I was already. That is total. And that's like, we need to start penalizing people. You know, most, I am going to take a video of do, this. You can't <laughs> start cheating. Point of order. You know, I think, line. I think most folks think of Cal as being a quiet guy, but we can do trivia. <laughs> can't help himself. Does Wait. everybody have an answer? Yeah. Mine's not right. Everybody does now. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Cal saying, oh, yeah, what does that say, Cal? Oolong. Ginseng. Oolong. Ginseng. Kevin saying ginseng. Jesse without an answer. Kevin, uh, Steve saying ginseng. 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 Brody saying ramps. <laughs> I, I didn't change mine after the infraction. Okay. Corinne saying ginseng exclamation point. And Sean saying ginseng. The correct answer is ginseng. That $500 per pound is the dehydrated <laughs> weight. It takes Cal, can't, oh, Steve's Cal face. either, like, you know when they had to do the Nuremberg trials or what? <laughs> and they put the people in the, you have to do the trial in a glass box. In the box. So people can't hear what you're ranting and raving about. Cal needs to play in a box. <laughs> he can sit outside the studio and just look at us. Now, that $500 per pound is the dehydrated weight. It takes about three pounds of wet ginseng to get a pound of dry ginseng. Some states categorize ginseng as endangered, while others listed as vulnerable or threatened. Population declines have been credited to overharvest by humans and booming herds of whitetails. And you don't feel like that dehydrated detail was important enough to include in there? No. Oh, you know what? I, a little feedback. Uh-huh. Constructive feedback. Okay. Um... You know how you do that little tidbit afterward? You tell something interesting? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would include it about when Daniel Boone lost a, a, a fortune of ginseng. Oh, tell us about it. He, he like, spent all his time digging and buying ginseng and put it in a keel boat and swamped the keel boat and lost a fortune of it. It was one of his, one of his several major financial calamities mm. that made, turned him into a poor man. What yeah, would he tried to dry benefits. it out. He tried to dry it out in the bank, but it was just lost. Some have, of it. We have one question left. Give us another scoreboard update, Phil. Well, <laughs> uh, Corinne's got it in the bag. She has eight points, and Brody and Steve have six. All right, but Brody and Steve are tied up, so they need. I think they still need to play this out. So yeah, we still got the settles. battle of Bozeman going on <laughs> here. Who do we have for the Where did Corinne on? come from? Yeah. Corinne's never even been on my <laughs> radar. <laughs> <laughs> I got like six or five. Oh, you did? Oh, I didn't know you had some strong performances. Yeah, you just weren't paying attention. The last question, which Corinne has already wrapped this up, but again, the <laughs> battle of Bozeman between Brody and Steve can still be decided here. The topic is conservation. What Great Lakes state has the most plants and animals on the endangered species list? What Great Lakes state has the most plants and animals on the endangered species list? To specify, that means it is a state that touches a Great Lake. What Great Lakes state has the most plants and animals on the endangered species list? The room is just playing for second place. While Corinne thinks about where she's going to donate her $500. That's a great question. Oh, it's such a good question. I had to work hard to find this. Took a lot of mining of the internet. Hmm. 
Does everybody have an answer? Yeah, I do. Everybody else? Hmm. It's a great question. Cal is erasing, rewriting. You want to give out a hint here, Cal? Yeah, you want to do an infraction? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what the <laughs> most fresh freshwater mussels. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Cal saying Ohio, Kevin saying New York, Chester saying Wisconsin, Steve saying New York. Hunter saying Minnesota, Kimmy saying Michigan, Brody saying New York, Corinne without an answer, couldn't think of a Great Lakes state. Corinne, why you just gave Sean, up because you won? Sean saying Michigan. Kinda. <laughs> the correct answer, which nobody got, what? is Illinois. Huh. Illinois is I home to 21 <laughs> endangered species that are believed to live in the state. That's huh? followed by Indiana with 18, Ohio with 15. New York, Michigan, and Wisconsin with 12, Minnesota with 10, and Pennsylvania with 9. Yeah, let me tell you something, though. How many of those 21 are freshwater Many are mussels. Here's why that's a trick question. Uh Illinois is scoring all that because of the river. It's not scoring that because of Lake Michigan. What's the the Because you're sending people down a path of thinking about the lakes. The problem is This is an accurate question. Yeah. I picked question. New York because it had a coastline. So That's, what I, that point, That's oh, what I was exactly. doing. I was I thinking about New York for that reason. Trick question. Either way, you know how when uh, two uh, famous boxers fight to a draw? <laughs> no, I like... don't know. Does that happen? Does that happen? Draws they go to a decision. Soccer. They go to a decision. Kareem is our Kareem, winner. Were you, uh, were you able to score as high as you did, but then you don't know any states that border the Great Lakes? I do. I just she didn't want to rub it in. Yeah. Corinne, this is such a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corinne's not here to guess. <laughs> Corinne, where are you going to donate your $500? Oh, hold, hold on, hold on, Corinne. I actually prepared some audio just in case this ever happened. And man, I'm thrilled that it did. Corinne, you just won Meat Eater Trivia. Is there anyone you'd like to thank? Oh, thank you, thank you, everyone. I would like to thank my parents, my dog, and our very own Spencer Newharth for giving me the answers. Happy April Fool's Day, everyone. Good one. You sons of bitches, really. Oh, I was like, I knew it. it's <laughs> uncanny. It's unprecedented. Oh, I don't, I don't know why people have this reaction. I thought she had it in her the whole time. <laughs> now, if we want to see who oh, would dear. win between Steve and Brody, I have a tiebreaker ready. Since you guys tied with six correct, did anybody else get six? Nope. Okay. So we're going to put oh, you guys wow. to a tiebreaker so right now. So now it's back to us being... It's back to you guys. Karina's going to pick where the money goes. <laughs> but it People is back... People think this was so rigged. To the April 1st <laughs> Battle of Bozeman. Are you guys ready? Yeah, I hate these... By the way, I hate it. these number questions. It's just like What's guessing. Up? If I win, I'm picking. Because you nah, better the answers. Nah, Corinne's picking. Okay. <laughs> you guys ready? Yeah. Is wow. everyone playing for fun? Yeah. Oh, you play whatever, you do whatever you want. The yeah, only two that I matter are Brody and Steve. I have a list in front of me of the 400 tallest mountains in North America. Hmm. Here's what we're going to do for the tiebreaker. Oh, start over. Okay, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list in front of me of the 400 tallest mountains in North America. Here's what we're going to do for the tiebreaker. You are going to write down the two tallest mountains you can think of on the continent. We will then add up the elevation for both, and whoever has the highest number will be declared the winner. If you both happen to write down the same mountains, then we will keep going until someone is victorious. So Brody and Steve writing down the tallest mountains that they can think of to see who gets second place to Corinne. Problem is, I don't know if this... I want him to say it. Steve will get mad. It's adding the two highest. The two highest. That's a great question. (laughs) That is a great question. Who came up with that? Me. It's a great question. Now, this is going to take a second. I'm going to have to add these up once you guys reveal. Brody, how are we doing? I don't know. You got two written down? (laughs) Yeah. Steve, do you have two written down? The problem is, I don't know if they're two different mountains. Do you have two written down? Yeah, they're different. 
<laughs> okay, we will have Brody reveal first. Show me so I can add up what your elevation is. He says Denali, which is the tallest mountain on the continent. Well, then he screwed up. But he messed up. And wrote its McKinley name. is That's the true. same yeah. mountain. So we don't even need to add these up. Steve says Denali and Pikes. Let me find. Well, no, take Denali, and that's his number. <laughs> no, I mean, do and we then take Denali and Pikes, and that's point? my number. And let's see how much better my number was. Pikes, <laughs> Pikes is 53rd on the list, making you the winner by 14,000 feet. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> so we have Corinne is the winner. Second place, Steve. So, Corinne, where does my money go? That's right. And better, <laughs> where, where are we donating I, I, to? I, I'd like it to go to the Land Access Initiative or TRCP. Oh, I was going to suggest uh, Rough Grouse Society, but maybe we should throw it to... I don't Ted would be happy about that. <laughs> how do you feel, Steve? We can I told you how I feel. Land Access. <laughs> hey, Rough Grouse Society is doing great work on the uh, North American grasslands conservation. We've never donated any money. We there. haven't donated any money there. Do it. Be strong, Corinne. Rough Grouse. Rough no. Grouse. All right. Thank you, everybody. Hold on. Hold on. Now, last time we played, you weren't satisfied with my sign-off, so I came up with something here. Oh, and great. We, you can you can judge it after we do it. You ready? Yeah. Join us next time on another round of Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. Hey! Oh, oh, we good? Sorry, man, well, this guy's gonna get a real game show job. That's that's the new closer. I'm gonna hit it one more time for us. Join us next time for another round of Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. All right. It's good the second time. Name a town after that. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase.